computer. Okay, hello, bonjour, guten Tag. This is Barbara Ulmer, Triple Language Master, and transitions are going to happen with me. Today's guest is Payman, and I'm super excited to have you here. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. <laughs> First of all, I'd like to know more about you. Who are you? How would you describe yourself? Ooh. I'm a person with a big heart. I, you know, I love helping. I love inspiring. I'm a cheerleader. I love pushing people to go after their dreams. I love bringing people together. I'm a connector and I love helping people ever since I was a kid. So that's about me. Um, uh, traveling is my drug. I, I, I love traveling. I lived in 10 countries, four continents, six uh, languages. And uh, what else? Yeah, I'm an international guy. I love, you know, I can't wait till I can resume traveling again. And I love helping people, making an impact. What else? What else? What else? That's... Uh, what are your 10 countries? That is amazing. Well, I was born in Afghanistan, then a year in, in Pakistan. Then I did, uh, my family moved to France, then, then Canada, US, Brazil, um, Thailand, Philippines, China, Hong Kong. What else? Uh, these are the countries I lived. Um, of course, I traveled to a bunch of other countries. And yeah, I think these are the countries that I left so far, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so beautiful and then you followed it up with six different languages i mean you are the global person yes my goal is to reach uh, 10 languages um within the next few years and yeah i love languages because each language for me opens a new window to a new uh, culture and all that so when i travel i don't like to stay in touristy place i like to go where the locals are to get a feel of what the locals are like. So that's why I love learning the languages to be able to speak to them, not in English, not in French, but in, uh, in their language as much as I can. So, that is so beautiful. What are your six languages? Well, Farsi, uh, French, uh, uh, Portuguese, Italian, Spanish, and a little bit of English too. So, oh, your English is quite well for a little bit. <laughs> This is my third language, so... Uh, wow, this yeah. is so amazing. Being Thank a you. language person myself, you are so inspiring, and I feel the same way, that um, it just opens windows not only to a language, but to a culture, and you cannot experience it as intensely if you don't speak the language, because you will miss details. I feel the same way about books. Is that for you the same? I try to read the original and it's so much richer than the translation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the saying lost in translation, so not everything can be translated properly. Of course, it's much better to read the book in its original language, of course. And whenever I can, I do that as well. So that's why I love you know, reading books, especially in French, because French language is so, so rich, so many, you know, you, you can express something in a much different way, much deeper way in, in French and then in other languages. So I love that. I wish I could speak German. I actually tried when I was in France, you know, in uh, grade six, you're supposed to take one, the first, uh, you know, foreign language, I took English and then second one in grade five, grade seven. 
I did one. I wanted to do German, but I I couldn't. It was just uh, I, I did one class and I said, you know what, that's not for me. And then I said I chose Spanish instead. So, but I would like someday to to learn German because German is an important language, very powerful culture, tradition, and amazing, amazing German authors and books. I would love to read in German. So, uh, but German is going to be for, for, for later on. But for now, other languages I would like to learn, especially really improve my, my Spanish and uh, starting losing my, my Portuguese because I don't have anyone to speak to. But uh, yeah, I would like to practice those again. And uh, yeah, languages is something I love because again, it gives you a window to a different culture to different uh, country and uh, the best way to 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 communicate with someone and, and to learn about the country it's, it's through the language yes absolutely i can so relate to it and being a german teacher amongst other languages i would love to be your coach when you're ready <laughs> oh absolutely i know that that's a beautiful thing so when i'm ready to go to to, to learn german I have the perfect German teacher right here. Absolutely. Jawohl, der Colonel. Jawohl, das wird wunderbar. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And what are the four other ones on your list since you said you want to make it to 10? Uh, Japanese. I love Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, would love to learn Japanese. Um, maybe Hindi. Mm -hmm. um, Arabic, maybe. When I was young, growing up, from what my parents are telling me i used to i used to know how to write and farsi using the arabic characters oh. but then over the years i i lost it because i didn't i didn't uh, practice it you know but uh, i would love to learn arabic and also reading and writing arabic because it's so beautiful when i lived in china for four years i wanted to learn chinese but chinese is so freaking hard so who knows maybe i will give it another crack in the future but i would love to learn japanese Hindi and uh, and Arabic again. I try to to combine both pleasure and business at the same time because these would be amazing languages for business as well. Yes. So absolutely. I always speak French. I always speak Spanish. These are the two most spoken languages in the world in terms of uh -huh. number of countries. Uh -huh. So if I can also add, you know, Arabic, Hindi, and Japan and, and uh, Chinese, then of uh -huh. course ninety percent of the world would be covered in a way yes that is utterly amazing but you are already ahead of the game with the languages you have especially with french and um, spanish being spoken yes in a lot of countries already yes this is wonderful especially since you're in canada at the moment right canada yes but you know canada is funny because when i when i moved to canada we i, I learned two languages i learned english and quebecois the french you speak here is very different than the french you know that that's I'm used what to i heard <laughs> france yes yes actually there's a there's a funny expression it's a joke but every yes. joke is based on reality is that yes. you know the in france they say this, this the french spoken in, in quebec in canada is a french that was spoken back in the 16th century and it's true because a lot this they still use a lot of old expressions old vocabularies mm -hmm. like when i was in, in montreal when we first moved here back in 96 at a time i barely spoke any english going into high school you know the teacher was talking in quebecois and i had a hard time understanding monsieur first time he sir can you repeat please the first time he said okay second time okay and third time he said but 
Monsieur, je parle français, je ne parle pas québécois. The teacher gets, get, you know, uh, upset, not upset, he, he got upset. He said, do you speak French? I said, sir, I speak French, not Québécois. He wasn't happy with that. <laughs> I can totally understand. Yes, yeah. I had students from Canada too that wanted to have a Parisian accent. That is really interesting, yes, how they um, sometimes want to mix it, but then the old roots are interesting as well, yeah. I would say. Yes. I'm not necessarily a fan of the Parisian accent and style because it's not my favorite, but I prefer, I really love the accent from the south of France, especially from Marseille. Yes. I don't know if you heard of it. It's very warm, very, uh, you know, colorful, very yes. exotic in a way. Uh, I find it very amazing, very sexy also. So uh, I, I love the accent from the south, mm -hmm. not much the accent from the north, especially Paris, oh, but yes. uh Yeah, the south of France. That's actually if, if I were if there was a class to teach me to learn uh, accents, the two accents I would pay to learn. One is in French accent from Marseille, and two would be the English accent from from London. Ah, yes, UK, that's so the, interesting. That's how I we started in Germany. In Germany, for the first three years, we learned the London accent. We learned British English. So okay, yeah, wow. Eight, yes, we just switch and learn the American accent when you already know the vocab and now they're adding oh, yeah. the pronunciation. Mm -hmm. That's no, why yeah. I think I will never have a typical American accent because I had the British English first and I, I taught in Oxford. So um, the like one of the funny things is like the hello in British English is with an A like in German. So of course, that's very convenient. So we write it the same way. And then when I came to America, they said, like, you're not writing this correctly. Hello is with an E. I said, no, it's not. It's not in German. It's not in England. <laughs> yeah, in British English, they said, here we write it because they often change it to the way it sounds. So it sounds like an E. So they say hello <laughs> with an E. And yeah. I said, hello, hello. A lot of words are spelled differently in, uh, in, yes. uh, in North America versus, uh, you know, England for sure, like programming. Yes. And British um, is with two M and in here is only one M. Yes. A lot of other things as well. So, no, absolutely. For example, organization and all that is with an S in British, but in American is with a Z, a Z. Yes. So there's a lot of things you got you to gotta adjust depending on what is your target market for your business. You got to spell it yes. the way that they are yes, used exactly. to. Exactly. Yes. Because it makes a difference, and it's like oh, it can be time. a tiny word, but they're like, no, that's not correct, you know. <laughs> like ah, totally, yes, totally. different market. And oh, does yes. it happen to you sometimes that you use the wrong language? Because sometimes I speak the wrong language, and then I realize it when the people look at me surprised, you know, like they look at me, and I'm like, oh, something is wrong. <laughs> you mean the wrong language in terms of spelling, for example, program with one M instead of two M's, things like that, or For example, no. I'm talking to someone in French as supposed to be in in in, in Portuguese or whatever. Yes. No, that has, doesn't happen to me. But yes. sometimes when I speak when I speak Italian or when I speak Portuguese or Spanish, I tend to inadvertently, you know, use a use a word from say one of the others. Yes. Because it's so similar sometimes. And sometimes yes. you're looking for one word, you don't know, for example, in Spanish, you just plug in a word from Portuguese or from Italian, <laughs> but the person still understands you. <laughs> Nine percent of the time, yeah. you know, I haven't plugged in French words because French word would be way too difficult, dif different. Yes. But at, yes. but a lot of time I I did you know I plug in like an Italian word or yes. a Spanish or Portuguese and vice versa because mm -hmm. it's so interchangeable. But mm -hmm. uh, 
And the person sometimes look at me funny, like, what do you mean, scusi? Sorry? <laughs> and I repeat, and, and they understand. Because yeah. it's so, so similar. But I don't think you can get away with that with other language. Like, for example, if, you, if you're speaking German and, and, and you include a word in French or vice versa. Some words, yes, but mostly not. But at least for the Latin languages, you can because it's so similar. Yes. Yeah, that so, makes sense. No, with me, yeah. it happened recently because I was at a very big event and I was on stage and I assumed that I only have to shake a hand. And then all of a sudden they said, now make a speech, you know, all out of the blue. I did not anticipate it. And that's when all of a sudden I fell back into my mother tongue. So I was in America, around Americans. <laughs> And I said my speech in German until I and everybody looked at me. And <laughs> then, wow. then I realized, oh my God, something is wrong. And one of the ladies in the in the audience was German. So she laughed. She was like, that was too funny. I, <laughs> I was like, at least one person understood me. But it must have been just a shock because I oh my God, I'm not prepared. And all of a sudden I was speaking German. Then I switched to um, English. And that was the running gag after after the um, yeah. presentation. Everybody was like, "Oh, you're the one that spoke the other language." <laughs> there you go. That can That's be a way for you right? to, uh, to get remembered. You know, absolutely. Exactly. That was actually smart. Do that more often because this way people will remember you. If yeah. you're just another person speaking in English, oh, exactly. whatever. Next, yeah. next. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Hey, can you take a photo from us? You're the one who spoke." The other language because some didn't even know it was German. That was pretty interesting, right? <laughs> language was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, German. Can you teach me? Oh, yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Here's my website. And it wasn't even on purpose, it was divine intervention. <laughs> totally, totally. You should have more often. That's a good tip. I should try to yes, do it as right? well sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> so that worked so well. That was really funny. From all the countries. Um, since they opened the doors to different cultures, were there some that influenced you more than others? And if so, why? Which, which country influenced me more? Um, well, as I said, I was born in Afghanistan. I grew up in an Afghan culture, but I, you know, I was raised in Afghan culture, but grew up in, in France or so in, in, in a European environment. So when we came here, my relatives, of course, they don't speak French and I didn't speak when growing up, my parents would speak to us and, and Farsian would speak back to them in French. So when I came here, meeting all these cousins and relatives, you know, big families and all that, I was walking on the street with my cousin and say, oh, this guy is your cousin. This guy is your cousin. This girl is your cousin. Okay, how many cousins do I have? And I was asking, are these people all my cousins still? I was just <laughs> laughing. That's but that was a way for me to learn to learn 4C because they don't speak French and I didn't speak English at the time. So, but what would say, yeah, force uh, the Afghan culture played a big role in me as well as the French, and uh, and of course on my travels, you know, I I picked up a bit of everything here and there, especially from Brazil, the way of of doing things the Brazilians love doing, you know, always happy, always you know. They know how to live. They know how to to be happy and live for the moment. So that's something that I picked up there as well. And also when I was in Hong Kong, I really picked up the fact, you know, Hong Kong is a city that always go, 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 super straight to the point, you know. So I picked up that as well when I was there. So it was no, no small talk, just go straight to the point. 
and yeah so you pick up a little bit of everything from from every place and, and that's a beautiful thing of it because obviously you can't i mean you cannot uh you know relate with everything from from every culture so you just pick what you can relate to most and that's what i've been doing and and loving it i'm looking forward to to live in other countries next to to do that as well from other countries next on my list is argentina and, uh, and and indonesia so mm-hmm. looking forward to learn newer trades from from these wonderful cultures mm-hmm. so. that's beautiful um and part of the culture for me is also the food i love to oh, yes. um, know the food and learn people from food this is utterly amazing also oh, yes. was that your experience as well Oh, I love that. I'm a big foodie. I love food. I love eating. So, uh, you know, for me, my favorite cuisine is is, is Afghan cuisine because I love Afghan food. And of course, I love also trying all kinds of different food, you know, Japanese, Thai, living in Thailand and all that. Chinese food in China, if you know what you're eating, if you, if you go with a friend, can be phenomenal. But if you don't know, can be a challenge because especially if you go to really traditional restaurants they only have menus in english and if you if you can't speak or read chinese good luck so that can be a challenge so uh so yeah, i know i love the food i love you know food is one of the best ways to to really immerse yourself into a culture so of course i love that and uh, always open to uh, to experience new dishes new 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 uh you know food i really love the When I was living in Hong Kong, I, I met quite a lot of Indonesian friends there and was invited to a few parties, birthdays and so on. And I love the the decoration of the food they do in Indonesia. I don't know if you've seen that, especially when they Indonesia and Philippines similar in a way. They, 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 they don't bring you the food in a plate. They put it on the table and banana leaves. That was so so amazing for me, so unique. And, and, and also they eat the food with a hand sometimes. It's so much more tasty when you eat with your hand as opposed to to the spoon. Yes. First I was looking, what are these guys doing? They don't know how to use a fork. And then once mm-hmm. you get more open-minded, you start to try it their way. Mm-hmm. See, wow, it's actually much more convenient, much more comfortable. And food tastes honestly much better when you eat it with your hands than than with a with a with a with a spoon and a fork. Yes. So of course you can't do that with every food, but mm-hmm. at least the ones that you can do, try to. The point is, try to be open-minded. Experience each food the way it's meant to be, the the, mm-hmm. the the natural way. This way, you will really enjoy it much more, and it's and the people, the local, would love it even more because it's, it's it shows that you actually respect the culture. Yeah, I think that so, makes so much sense. Yes, when I was living in Oxford, my um, landlady, she was from Mauritius, so she cooked very very delicious food. She had mm-hmm. the rice cooker standing every day it always smelled like fresh rice because nearly every dish is with rice basmati which i love i have a rice cooker because of her and i also only eat basmati you're really influenced and i wasn't much into cooking back then and she said to me well if you like to eat you are a good cook because you know what tastes good and that's actually really true and now i love it very much i experiment and especially also with the food from different countries so when i was in paris i I was living a food dream for myself. I loved it so much. I bought tons of cookbooks that were all in French. So that gave you a specific vocab too, right? Like all the details that they have, how you prepare it and what they have. And 
the fresh market. It was just so amazing. Same thing uh, for me when I was before going to Japan. I had never tried, you know, sushi. I couldn't uh-huh. bring myself to eat raw meat. But then I went with a friend of mine. After one week, always telling me, "Let's go have sushi." I said, "No, no, no." And then finally, I said, "You know, stop being such a, you know, so close-minded. Go try it." So we went to to the Tsukiji market, the biggest fish market in the world. We tried sushi, the freshest sushi you can imagine. And after that, I swear to you, Barbara, breakfast, lunch, dinner, supper, four times a day. Let's go have sushi. Let's go have sushi. So much that at the at the end of the trip, he started calling me, "Hey, sushi, what's up?" That was my nickname. <laughs> That's excellent. But yeah, it makes but, so much sense, especially oh, like yes. you said, when it's totally fresh and it's very healthy. In America, you oh, buy yeah. tablets to to get the ingredients of the fish oil, and there you have it all in your body. Yeah. It's a very healthy way of Absolutely. living. You yeah. Know? So always be open minded. Try the sushi. You know, one thing that I sometimes find sad is people that go travel to other countries but don't try the local food they prefer to stick to to the food they know whether it's whatever it is or god forbid you know fast food i mean you're not gonna why travel to another country and and only eat fast food that that to me doesn't make any sense but some people are like that and yes and you know they should be open-minded they should try the food especially if you go to a country that is a food paradise like i heard one time someone i will not name them but they went to Italy and all they eat was shawarma. I mean, come on, guys. You go to Italy and you only eat the shawarma. That that for me, that's criminal. Yes, it really is. And Italy is such an amazing food. Yes. Uh, food culture. Yes. Yes, for, for me as a German, since we have many authentic Italian restaurants with authentic Italian families, and it's it's like being invited. It's like really, it doesn't feel like a restaurant, but like they open the door to their family because totally. family-owned totally. restaurant. It is so good. I totally. feel like yes, Italian cuisine is part of being German in a way. For me, it is because yeah. we have so many original restaurants. So it's either Italian or really Turkish food. We all love um, kebab, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's uniquely made, you know. Oh, I, yeah. Was, I love. Oh, yeah. No, no, I love kebab too. But you know, when you yes. go to a country, try. That happened to me another time. I went with a yes. friend to Thailand. Yeah. I was living in Thailand, so I was used to it. But that person wasn't used to Thai food, and he couldn't eat Thai food. So he would always go to shawarma place or Arabic places. Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah. Thai food is one of the most famous cuisine in the world. Be open-minded. And it's so delicious. Especially, I love, I love the mix of you know spicy and sweet. I love yeah. spicy food. Yeah. So. Especially spicy food with coconut milk and coconut oil. For me, that's heaven. Yes, for me too. It's so wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty anyways, because if you really say, like some people say, like English food is bad, but what is really English food? English food is also Indian food for me, you know? And I was living the dream there too. I love the Indian food in Oxford, in London. And it's Mm -hmm. also all authentic, you know? There's totally. more to it, you know. But I also had my fish and chips with vinegar on top of it because that belongs to it too, you know. Putting in the morning with sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to try it all. I wanted to oh. see for myself, you know. Yeah, try it once. Absolutely. absolutely. Exactly. Yes. But talking about um, food adventures, did you also try um, snails in um, in France? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Snails as well as what you were... Um, 
what's the name? Frog leg? Frog, you know, frog, as well as other things that we used to eat in France growing up that I haven't eaten since. Like, for example, yeah. rabbit mm -hmm. was, was something we, we ate a lot, mm -hmm. as well as, uh, what else? The tongue of the cow. Uh -huh. yeah, that was amazing. As well as, you know, um, what's the English word? Pigeon. Uh, pigeon, the bird, um, the the dog, yeah, yeah, bird. It's the like dove, a dog, bird, right? a pigeon. Dog. It's also called pigeon in English. Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh, that was quite common in uh -huh. France, but yeah. of course here, you don't you don't get to, to eat that. But yeah, mm -hmm. things that I grew up with that I miss and yes, yeah. So it's good, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. When I was in Germany, I took it for granted the food that I had there, and now yeah. sometimes I'm looking for a good schnitzel place that's really german you know and taste the way we make it here in houston right yes exactly are there any good uh, german restaurant in houston i discovered one and um the the owner he is literally from germany and he does everything from scratch you know like we have homemade spätzle like homemade noodles and he makes them and they are so delicious and, there and you go. a little treasure for me he started off with a food truck to just see ah. if his food would be eaten and turned it more into finger food. And then he opened a restaurant. Unfortunately, he did that um, right um, when the pandemic hit. Like he opened oh, in yeah. January and then in March, everything was closed down. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was utterly sad, you know. So I always go there because it's, and my kids too, for every um, birthday, they want to go to the German restaurant. Mom, it's my birthday. We need became almost friends with them. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yes he just asked me um last time that when i ate there with one of my students because i also take my students there that they love it too because it's part of the culture yeah. language and culture and then we eat there and that was so funny and so he said he has to do um, a test for germany and so he already said ah, i want to take german classes because like you said if you have nobody to talk to it's not so easy is it Yes. Totally. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, speaking of it, I haven't tried real German food in a long time. So I'm going to be well, looking. Well, come to food. Houston and I'll show you my. Oh, absolutely. Restaurant. Absolutely. <laughs> You'll meet well, him. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And his family is super international too. He married a Mexican wife. Uh, he has a Mexican wife. And so oh, I wow. love it too. So it's also international now, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, amazing. Yes. Amazing. It's wonderful. But listening to your story, it is so exciting um, and so unique. Did you think about writing a book? Oh, absolutely. I, I have a book. Well, we talked about that last night during the presentation by Mary about publishing a book. Yes. Yes, I do have a few books in mind. One about my story, one about how podcasting changed my life, and one about, you know, just you know, showcasing the people I've brought on my podcast, they're connected on through my podcast, you know, mm -hmm. on writing a books. I've been blessed over the past year to speak with over 130 wonderful, you know, amazing people from around the world. So I have a lot of content already. Technically, I have enough content for 10, 12, 13 books. So I have a lot of books that I know I will, I will be, and, and this year I will, I will be launching a, a few books. At least my goal is to launch three books you know so uh so absolutely absolutely that's so beautiful and 
Um, will you infuse your languages where you put like bits and pieces of your different languages and then put the translation sure. in brackets to give it some um, authenticity? Uh, give you mean, other people you mean having the book in multiple languages? Yes, either this or um, just quote some in the different languages and then put the translation behind idea. it because That's I feel good... it would be super interesting because Add more was... flavor to it. Yes, yeah. exactly. That was the word I was thinking about flavor because when I was in Paris, I was reading on Attendant Godot and it was actually written by the original author who is British. So Samuel Beckett was in Paris. He lived there several years and made his own translation. So okay. I thought that was so unique because then you can really choose the words that you think fit the original English the best. Isn't that unique? I was really yes. excited about it. So I was like, because it was, um, I read about it and I was how unique. So yes, yes, very. Yeah. That's, was, a, yeah. that's a great suggestion. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Just some some phrases that give us a feel of you know the different countries you know or you know beyond the special dishes there are other things that might be or sometimes there are words that just touch me do you also have emotions attached to your languages oh yes oh yes like still to this day i think in french because french is my first language but uh -huh. now and more and more you know it's becoming in english because i speak english all the, all day long because of you know mm -hmm. business and all that But also depend what I'm doing. Like for example, when I'm watching a good football game, I I I think even start. Sometimes I see myself cursing either in English, sorry, in French or in Italian, you know, or in <laughs> Portuguese because these are very passionate when it comes to football, you know. Yes. So, so yeah, I, that happens depending on what I'm doing, you know. So when I'm, yeah, depending on what I'm doing. Like for example, I said when I'm watching football, I can start. I can see myself cursing, and especially in French. Or in Italian or in Portuguese, but sometimes also in English. But when I'm in business, of course, it's all in English. Or when I'm within my own thoughts, it's mostly in English. And it used to be all in French, but now it's all in it's mixed depending on what I'm thinking about. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because depending on what you think, especially if you if you speak different languages, sometimes you can you can find yourself thinking in a, in a different language in your own head. That yes. happens to me. I'm sure it happens to you too sometimes. Yes. And, and with me, I think French, I feel like you, um, French is such an emotional language out oh, of yes. the ones that I speak. And so I can tell the same way if, if I'm emotional, I speak French. It's the first. And, and I often find there is no word that replaces it in another language. You know, oh, yes. like oh, this, yes. this feels the closest to how I feel. So I say it in French. Especially when it comes to the cursing, French language can be so colorful, <laughs> so colorful. It's amazing. I, I, I will send you a clip. I thought it was from James Bond. It's not James Bond. It's actually from The Matrix, uh -huh. the second one. I yes. will send it to you. This 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 bad guy is he's a French guy and he just, yeah. all of a sudden, just starts talking and uh, cursing <laughs> in French for 30 seconds, 40 seconds, he started cursing in French. It was so almost in a poetic way yes. because French language is so colorful, so rich. Yes. So exactly. that made me laugh very yeah. much. Yeah, because yeah. my kids know when I'm really upset, I speak French and they are like, oh, now we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> She's really we're upset. Trouble. 
<laughs> yes, and now they're both taking French in school, so um, I need to watch my words, right? <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. No oh, yes. bad words. <laughs> no, 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 no bad words. When you're in traffic and the drivers are terrible, then I think in French. But sometimes you, you can oh. curse in French without being rude yeah. without being rude because exactly. it's so rich you can you can curse yeah. in a way that sounds almost like poetic that's what i love yeah. about french language you know yes that is so true <laughs> like for example when you say in english maybe you get on my nerves i think when you say tu me tapes sur le système it's cuter <laughs> isn't it funny no no, no absolutely absolutely yeah. Yeah. i don't know why this is so unique i totally love this You also said at the beginning that um, you connect people and that you like to help people. How do you help people? Do you have a special passion project or? Well, yes. You know, every business I was in, I was always looking at ways to help people. You know, my first business was, you know, a travel membership. I was helping people save money, stay at amazing resorts. That's my way of helping them. And then e-commerce selling them product that would help them in in some way shape or form but now what i'm doing what is really i'm passionate about that i found my voice through this through this podcasting and now i there's everything and i go all in with this i help heart-centered entrepreneurs find their voice through launching the podcast so they can become the leader the expert the authority in whatever they're doing in order to amplify their, their impact because it's all about impact. I'm a strong believer that as entrepreneurs, it's our duty and responsibility to do good, not only because doing good, good is the right thing to do as human being, but also doing good is very good for business. People love doing business with businesses that care. If you're a, a cause-driven business, people would love to, to, do, to do business with you as opposed to being just another profit-driven business. So, of course, this is my way of helping. You know, like, for example, you you're one of the alumni of the first group amazing and i'm so know. grateful you made something happen Thank for you. me that i wasn't even thinking i had in me you know and you, no, you we all have a voice a message a powerful <laughs> message that we need to bring to the world and we just need the right vehicle and podcasting can be one of the most powerful ways to do so and i'm so glad you know that i get this inspiration because everything is inspiration you know i get inspired and that's one thing i learned is that you know sometimes we the best ideas we get them when we're not expecting it i was actually i don't know if i was cooking or doing the dishes complete something completely non non-related to business yeah. then i get to say hey why don't you do a challenge about helping people to to start the podcast you well, that now that's an idea And, I, and this idea started, you know, playing in my mind for a few days, a couple of weeks and say, hey, that actually makes sense. And then that's how everything started, you know. So the point is, we need to listen to our gut feeling because sometimes the best ideas we get are from our gut feeling. What is a gut feeling? Gut feeling is basically your soul, your highest, uh, you know, your highest uh, being yourself that is talking to yourself, whether you want to call that God or universe, it's, it's a way for them to communicate with you. And, and when they communicate with you is for two reasons to protect you or to guide you. So it's a, meaning it's only for your best interest to listen to them. And that's something that since we're kids, society and all that tells us to, to suppress that and not listen to that. And that's completely wrong. Instead, we need to listen to that. We have the answer within You know, when, when we're looking for answers, the first thing we do is by almost by society, you know, teaches us and raises us to 
look for outside, look for an expert from outside, whether it's a teacher or whatever. But it's, instead, what we need to do, we know we have all the answers within. Just tap inside. Just listen to your to your gut feeling because that's where the all the wisdom is. Sure, we all need some 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 coach, some mentor from time to time to keep us on the right track. But ultimately, all the answers are within us. So listen to your gut feeling. And that's the number one message I hear from all of the people I've been speaking on my podcast, over 130 people, is that you, you, you're good enough. You have all the answers within. You know, look, in, look inside. Go within. And yeah, and, and that's and me listening to, to that message. Something beautiful has been born. And we have a first group. You're one of the brightest examples of that because you have you were such a wonderful student and now you have an amazing, you know, amazing message to to bring to the world. Because I know you have a beautiful heart, you have a good intention and you want to do good, but now that you have an actual platform, and I'm excited to see how big your platform is gonna get within a year or two, you will be on on uh only on biggest bigger podcasts, but also you will be on TVs, radios. You know, you have, of course, you will have your own book by then. <laughs> so I can't wait to see that, not only in English but also in in German. So, Thank so this you. is what I want to see is <clears throat> see the transformation, helping people to to believe in themselves, to find the courage to go after their dreams. You know, this is bring together what I said in the beginning: the three things: helping people, being a cheerleader, and and bringing people together and the podcast is one of the best you know most powerful vehicles to do so and i couldn't be any happier thank you so very much and it was so so inspiring i mean the way you did the course how well you equipped us it was utterly exciting you had such amazing experts that um, led us so you had a whole tribe in, in the world of podcasting that was so utterly amazing and so valuable and that really strengthened the belief that we can do anything it was really amazing because you're so right in the beginning as a kid you think you can do anything that's why kids are astronauts and everything you know there is no limit you know I think about it I can do it and um, right. you lose it often and that is so important that's what I teach my kids too, that I always say the sky is not the limit. There's no limit at all. You know, you can yeah, just, the sky is just the starting point. Yes. Exactly. And that, that's so important. And then you have the opportunity to have amazing guests like yourself on the show that you can Thank highlight. You. And you are yeah. an, an amazing person. You're so inspiring. You. And I appreciate that. Such so a happy to hear that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a pleasure connecting with you. I mean, everything happens for a reason. We all, the people we meet, nothing happens randomly for no reason. It was meant that we were supposed to, to cross paths and, 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 and for me to play a role in, on your path to help you in my small limited way. I mean, I feel That's honored to be able to say. do so. That was not small at all. This was huge. It was really opening opening a whole new world you know like the disney song you know it's like super it happy to hear like that it. yes thank you so amazing <clears throat> yes if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be my heart your heart because i'm a very heart centered person really you know i love i love seeing people happy people people smiling people you know 
going after their dreams, living their the best, becoming the best version of themselves. So, and if that's something that I want to, you know, focus on helping people and not just helping, but empowering and inspiring people, then I would, I would be happy. That's a beautiful legacy, an amazing legacy. And your heart shines through everything you do, everything you touch, you know. Yeah, um, you. It's something you feel through the screen. It's, it's really utterly amazing. Thank you. Yes. And if you could go back and give your 18-year-old self um, one piece of advice, what would it be? Start your business sooner. Sooner. Awesome. And listen to your listen to your gut feeling. Listen to your heart. Don't listen to what people are trying to. Basically, don't listen to what people want you to become. Instead, look inside of you and 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 follow your heart. Travel as much as you can. And because to me, the two biggest schools of life have been traveling and sports. That's where I learned the biggest lessons. So so a lot what you see a lot of young young people now. As soon as they finish finish high school, they go, at least in, in, in America and Canada, maybe not less in Europe. You know, when you go to university, university is expensive. You have to pay for it, unlike in Europe. Uh, and then you pay, you end up with a lot of debt, like $40,000, dollars $100,000 on something you have no idea because at 18, you have no idea about life. Go go find yourself. Go go travel. Go, go start a business. That's the best way to, to start because even if – Let's say a university is going to cost you, say, even at the lowest, let's say $20,000 a year, take $10,000, take $20,000, $10,000 for traveling and $10,000 to start a business for a year. Learn a skill, learn an high-income skill, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's copywriting, whether it's podcasting, video editing, whatever, something you enjoy, web designing. Learn that, build a business, and through that, You will grow and you will learn so much more than any PhD or any MBA can, can ever teach you. And, and if worse comes to worse, you will learn amazing skills. You will become so much more, you know, attractive for companies because you actually did things. It's not just about theory, but actually doing things. But if it works, it can change your life, you know? So you have nothing, just like the saying says, you have absolutely nothing to, to, to lose. This is what I example i give a tip i give to to all the all the younger people in my family and all that only go to university if you're dead set of becoming a lawyer a doctor a financial advice something you need actual credentials if you're not sure if you want to take say a business administration program or whatnot and you're not sure don't waste your time either start a business or go go learn a trade go learn a trade blue collar because that's the best thing one of my young cousins Back in 2014, I was working in the oil fields in Western Canada. He was about to finish high school. He came to me. I said, what do I do? I said, what do you want to do? Do you want to become a lawyer? Do you want to become a doctor? Financial advice? I said, no. So I said, in that case, forget university. Go take a trade. He took a trade becoming a, uh, a boilermaker, a welder. Now he's 25. He's doing really well. He's buying, he, he bought a condo for his age, which is unheard of. And he's always thanking me. He said, don't thank me. Thank you. Because you did. You were smart enough to ask a tip for someone who's already been there. Not only ask, but actually do it. So that this is the, the, the advice I give to all the 18-year-old. What do you really want? And then 
you know, university is good. I'm not against university, but just mm-hmm. that they're not teaching you the right. It's not for everyone. It's mm-hmm. much better, would be a much better return of your time and investment to just to learn something, to travel, to start a business. Because at 18, you're too young to, to decide what what to, to, to study that's going to affect the rest of your life. Go find yourself. Go find what you like. And, and in the process of an amazing time, amazing experiences, you know, because you will learn so much more about yourself, traveling, building a business when you have to do everything yourself, you know, what you have to take to do the marketing, the accounting, everything you have to, when you, when, when you're the one person running the business yourself, you learn infinitely more than any MBA. And those are invaluable skills, you know? So when I hire people for my business from time to time, I don't look at the CVs or where they went to school. I, I look at what they can do. If I see someone that has, you know, started a business, even if the business didn't work, for me, that person is going to be much more interesting than someone that has a PhD or master's because it's good, but that person doesn't know how to do things. They only know how to, to learn and memorize. And the business world is different. So my point is to me, just sorry for this long tangent, but no, no, not at all. It's very follow your heart and travel more. This is beautiful. And and I can really relate to it because I had like the classical education. I went yeah. to grammar school, so a specific GT school that we have in Germany. And when I went to Oxford, I felt like I am ready to conquer the world. I've studied on high levels and yeah. then I could not even buy a broom because I could tell you about Shakespeare, but you know, I didn't know about the everyday things. And that Uh is also something that influenced me in my business to give people things that they specifically need, you know, because not everybody needs the same thing. So there is not one language book for every person. So that makes so much sense. And I also took advantage of the opportunities um to travel you know to not just be in college because then you're really over prepared on one hand and under prepared on the other hand so i've learned a lot being abroad also in oxford in paris it, it is different totally. you know, because you can yeah. read as many books as you want to if you don't live it like you went into the countries you really don't know you just scratch the totally. surface Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a special angle from whoever wrote the book, you know, who says yeah. French people are like this. And you may say French people are like that, you know, yeah, exactly. if you don't go, you don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, yeah, traveling has been the best school of life. You learn about other countries, cultures, people, but most importantly, you learn about yourself, especially when you go to a place that you don't know anyone, you don't speak the language. Yeah. You have to become very resourceful, and that allows you to go deep inside of yourself. You grow so much as a person through that and through anything else, being at home in a comfortable environment. You know, get out of your comfort zone and, and traveling, especially to places you have, you have no connections, no contact, don't speak the language. These are the best schools, the best lessons in life. Yes, I agree. When you're really there all alone and you have to fend for yourself, you need to find a and way. it's so like, much more fun. It yes, makes life it so much more exciting too. Yes, and it makes you creative. I found a way to describe, you know, the thing. Oh, and that's what I tell my language students now. If you don't have the words, you have to use other words to describe what you want to say because I'm not yeah. always you. So you know this thing that you use to clean the floor? <laughs> you know yeah made, first night in china understand <laughs> first night in china i arrived in china with a with a 
with a with a colleague of mine at the time. We just met at the airport, so of course none of us speaks Chinese, and we we just arrived. Don't even have a SIM card or anything. And of course the uh, the restaurant doesn't have any you know English menu. Nobody speaks English, so my my buddy he wanted crabs and I wanted uh, chicken. So what he did somehow he managed to to make the the waitress understand to get a pan <laughs> on a napkin. He drew a crab on a napkin, and and for me, I just did this. And she knew. And 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 for some other dishes, maybe people will laugh. I just stood up, went around the restaurant, other tables. Oh, yeah. Pointing. I want this, yeah. this, this, this. This is excellent. You gotta do what you gotta do to eat sometimes. You know, exactly. it's so much more fun. It makes it so much more alive. Everybody was laughing, everybody was high-fiving. It makes it <laughs> fun experience for everyone, you know. That is so beautiful. Exactly. You become very resourceful, and that is so utterly. Oh, you have to. Yes. You have to. Yes. Like my daughter, she is in 11th grade now, and she loves anime for many years now. So yeah. that inspired her to learn Japanese, and she wants to go to Japan just for this reason. So when you yeah, mentioned it her, earlier on, let her go. Japan, uh, I've been blessed to travel a lot, and the, the country that really blew my mind. Yes. Japan, super amazing, friendly people, super clean, incredible, beautiful in every aspect. Oh, Japan, go, let it go and go with her. You both will love it so much. I feel the same way I said, yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, like you said, you don't have to do the traditional, let's go to college no. right away. No, she exactly. will be so much richer. Or like you said, she might like, fall in love with the country and just stay there and pick up a trade there who knows you know meet someone start a business get a yes. job you never know exactly. that's 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 yes. what's beautiful about life it's it's yes. unpredictable yes because really um yeah i think that is so utterly amazing the reasons that people have you know just and we always say get out of your comfort zone and that's in a yeah. big way you know if you um, because I so far never had the situation that the language that was spoken in the country wasn't one I knew. So that would be exciting for me too, to really be there, all different letters. I don't know yeah. a word. I might do the chicken just like you to get my food. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. No, you will love it. You will love it. But I mean, for me, what is life? Life is, is a school for us to learn lessons, but also to experiment. I see life as a buffet. We need to try mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. We're here to experience things. So experience as much as you, as many things as you can. That's why I like, I say, I want to be rich in experiences because experiences are what we are here for. We are in this planet, not to accumulate materials, but to accumulate experiences. This is what yeah. our soul wants. This is what we are here for. We are eternal beings having a temporary physical experience to experience things, feelings, places, emotions. And the best way to do it is by actually going and doing it and exploring. Yes, absolutely. And you grow so much more. Totally. Because, you know, sometimes you have people that really, when you look at the profile, born there, lived there, died there, you know, never went anywhere. I couldn't do that. I, yeah, couldn't I, do that. I wouldn't be myself now if I hadn't gone I mean, out. That's of a waste of a life. Home. That's a waste of a life for me. Yes, you, you can have an empty house, but a heart full of experiences that's so much better than accumulating, like you said, so many things that that's you can take with you. That's it. But your yeah, experiences absolutely. go with you wherever you go. So that is so oh, utterly amazing. Yes. 
You're such an inspirational person. Tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Well, my parents, obviously. My parents, uh, because they taught me everything I know, they obviously sacrificed a lot. And also both of them instilled in me this love, this passion for traveling, for helping people. So I would say my parents, uh, as well as, um, so that's two. Uh-huh. And number three, that's a good, would be the third one. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, I've met a lot of people that have inspired me, helped me in some way, shape or form, because everybody's here for a specific reason, specific lesson. They Once their, their, their mission, so to speak, is over, they start to fade away from your life. But that's that's okay, because that's that's what they're meant to do. They're not, you know, they're here to, for specific time, specific uh, purposes. And there's many people I can't, I can't just put one person. There's so many people, but uh, I think my parents and. Uh, That's amazing. Did they instill your passion into traveling and being? Oh, absolutely. My father was an archaeologist, geologist. So mm-hmm. he was traveling all over the world. And my mother, of course, she, she loved traveling and uh, she, awesome. she traveled a lot. So. Absolutely. It's part of our DNA, you know, the family DNA, the traveling and all that. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I feel the same way. There's always a suitcase packed somehow in my heart, you know. Sometimes no suitcase needed. Just grab it. You know, there was a show back in the 90s in France that said, uh, I will translate in English. It says, just take, all you need is just your passport and and, and your toothbrush. That's all you need. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Your passport, your, your wallet, and your toothbrush. That's all you need. Yes, money would be good also. Yes, but that helps. Yes, too. that helps. Yeah, that's excellent. Awesome. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you have coffee with? Wow, so many because I'm I love history. I love history. <laughs> Me too. Socrates would be number one. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, there's so many. Honestly, I would love to have coffee with all of these people because you can learn from everyone, even from the bad ones. I would love to have a coffee, believe it or not, with Hitler, for example, to understand his mindset, you mm-hmm. know, because he was a genius, but in the wrong way. He oh. used his genius toward evil. But I want want to understand what was what was he as a person, you know. So I would love to, you know to have coffees with all of these people, whether they did good or bad, just to understand them, you know, because they all, to, to, to see what pushed that person to go this way instead of this way. Imagine if, for example, Hitler had put his, his brilliance, his genius towards doing good. Imagine how things would have been different. Hmm. So there's so many people, like Socrates would be one. Uh, well, I mean... So many, so many... Yeah, it's interesting that um that you speak about his genius and um a negative genius that never occurred um to me to look at it this way. Look because- at the look at the impact he had to have that kind of impact. You need to be above above uh, above intelligent. You have to be. It's a genius to be to have this capacity, this charisma, to to inspire. An entire nation. We're talking about a nation of highly educated, highly sophisticated people. We're not talking about a primitive, you know, community. So that's 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 genius in itself. But the thing is, what pushed him to use his genius for for bad instead of using it for good? 
how things would have been different. So yeah, there's a lot of people I would love to have coffee with. Um, would you think it would be hard with Socrates because he would answer with so many questions? I so love that. How I love do you that. think about this? Well, big. What do you I think? Do you tell <laughs> me. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to be one of his students in in, in, in ancient Greece, trying to uh, to learn from him, or even be a student. Uh, I mean, not a student, but just a person during uh, ancient ancient Rome. Oh, I would have loved to be, you know, someone in, in ancient ancient Egypt or even back way back in, in Atlantis, you know. Yeah. So I love I love history. I love history. So I could spend entire life lifetimes, you know, going from. I mean, my if I could, I would love to in a future life. Just spend my entire life having coffee and going from different areas, times, and just study these times with the people and all that, and mm -hmm. speaking with the actual characters. Yes, yeah, so, I think history is so fantastic too. Like, oh, absolutely. if time travel would exist, I'd be the first in line. <laughs> I would go. He doesn't say it doesn't exist. It exists. <laughs> it just somehow yes. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> I oh yes, me that. too. <laughs> well, you know what? At night when we sleep. We mm -hmm. do time travel because That's this is true. what time traveling is about. You go to places that, you know, exactly. this is, we do time travel every night when we sleep. You go to incredible places with people that you may or may not know. Places that may seem, you know, completely fantasy, but that's, that's a different form of, that's a, that's a type of time travel. Yes, that makes so much sense. Amazing. What are three books you'd recommend to my audience and why? Business books or business in generals? Any books. One book is one of my favorite. It's called $100 Million Offers by Alex Hormozzi. I'll send you the, the name after. That's number one. Okay. It's going to teach you how to make offers so good, good that people would be stupid saying no to. Mm -hmm. That's number one. I have a bunch of books on my desk. Mm -hmm. if, if you're looking to, to learn to sell, Uh, especially right now, I'm, I'm I'm heavy into business. So I would another amazing book by uh, Jordan Belfort, The Wolf of Wall Street. It's called The Way of the Wolf: Learning to Sell Using His Method, the Straight Line uh, Method. Very powerful. Uh -huh. uh, third one, I have a bunch of books on my desk right now. I would say, <laughs> let me see. Get anything you can by Russell Brunson. This guy is a genius. Uh huh. Uh, I have all of his books, and one book I would recommend is the one that is called what is it? Oh yeah, Traffic Secret, Dot Com Secrets, Expert Secret. That's a bunch of books. So uh -huh. make those your Bible. Listen to, uh, uh, read those religiously and, and implement them, especially if you're for business, and uh, yeah, other 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 areas as well but for business this is what i would recommend especially 100 million dollar offers by alex or mosey get anything you can from this guy this is one of the most brilliant guy in the world is what 32 33 he built a 100 million dollar company and is just teaching people and and, and i love his, his, his tagline says my name is alex i built a business 200 million dollars and i have absolutely nothing to sell you <laughs> that sounds very interesting That's it, because yes. he only works with businesses that are only doing three to five million dollars and take them to, to, to 20 to 30 million dollars. So he's not. So that's why he's able to give 
to give tremendous feedback uh, on his website or on YouTube for yeah. free because his, his audience is a much higher level. Mm -hmm. And I want to give back and help. So yeah. get anything you can, whether it's videos on YouTube. He has a beautiful YouTube channel, alexhormozy.com, our YouTube channel, and mm -hmm. get his book. Again, I'm not affiliated with them, but I wish <laughs> I was because this guy is one of the most <laughs> smartest guys in the world. But yeah, just you know, to give back, this guy is a pretty, pretty good one. Amazing. Time is coming to an end. I have one last question for you. Okay. What's one question you wish I'd asked, and how would you have answered it? Ooh. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing what you are doing? Then please tell me, why are you? Because I love it. It's fun. And I love seeing a transformation in people, especially people with good intention that are building impactful businesses. So as I said, I'm a cheerleader. I love inspiring and empowering people. And, you know, it took me a few decades to finally find my voice, my purpose. But now that I've, that I've done, you know, I'm, I feel blessed. I feel honored. So, and it's so much more fun. That's so wonderful. And it shows that you're very happy doing what you're doing and you're doing it oh, so yes. well. This is so Thank wonderful. Thank you so much for being not only my guest, but also my most amazing coach. You've brought so much knowledge to me. You've opened a new world to me. And I'm really, really blessed to have met you and have you in my life. And I will keep reaching out to you for more wisdom and advice because you have lots of it. Thank you. And thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being, you know, such an amazing person. You're doing awesome. I can't wait to see you, you, you know, blossom with your podcast and what you're doing. So uh, I know you're going to be doing tremendous things and I can't wait to see that unfold in front of our eyes over the next few months. Thank you so very much. And how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you, if they want to take an amazing, the same amazing course that I did or learn other ways or become a guest on your show? How do they reach you? Facebook. Connect with me on Facebook. I can send you after my Facebook uh, page, my personal Facebook page, as well as my, mm -hmm. I have a YouTube channel, Leaders with a Heart. Uh, my podcast, same name, Leaders with a Heart on iTunes. Or if you want to learn about the, the academy, the challenge, go on my website, leaderswithavoice.com. And we're going to be launching the second group towards the end of this month on, on January 24th. So if anyone is looking to and ready to start their podcast, we're going to kick off on the, on the 24th of January and two weeks from time, well, 10 days from now. So uh, yeah, super excited for that. Yes, this is amazing news. And thank you for that. And I will post all the information that my guests thank can you. get to you because you are a treasure thank you thank you really appreciate the, the, the wonderful words really mean really a lot to me thank you so much thank you from the bottom of the heart and <laughs> keep shining your light keep blessing the world with your beautiful message with your presence and your impact stay safe stay awesome my friend god bless you god bless you too <laughs> take care take Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao, ciao. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Danke. Bye-bye. <laughs>